Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Serviceable Podcast. My name is Andrew Irvin. Today, I'm joined by Austin Taylor and Kyle Frazier. How are we doing today, boys? Doing all right. How are you doing? Chilling, man. Just keeping on with this depressing society as it is right now. Just keep doing our thing, working, trying to keep the NFL news alive and get uh, get us something to talk about. We have a cool we have a cool segment today, cool show today um, towards the end on the All Decade team of the 2010s, and then um, doing our predictions for how we think the it'll play out with the 2020 All Decade team at each position. And um, I'll be keeping these down. I'll be writing. I'll be uh, writing them down, taking photos, hard evidence to make sure that whoever had the take of this linebacker being the greatest of all time or of this one that we can look back on it in five, 10 years and be like, what were you thinking? Or hailed him as a God for predicting it correct. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but first we'll do some news. The big news right now, the Brinks truck was unloaded for Christian McCaffrey, making him the highest paid running back in uh, NFL history. And um, I just have a quick question for you guys. How do how do you think he's he's an incredible player? But with this early, it honestly at sixteen million dollars uh, or per year, which is huge for him. I think I think he was um, kind of calling their bluff, like trying to make them pay him because um, he was he definitely has a market with how well he's been playing, how virtu how virtuoso he is. But um, it has shades of Gurley to me. That's the first thing that came to me. Uh, Todd Gurley got that big contract. And he, he was fresh off of Offensive Player of the Year and was killing it. But now we know him as the guy on the Atlanta Falcons who has the arthritic knee. Kyle, how do you think um, – do you think the Panthers went the right way about this by paying this guy this amount of money at 23 years old and really just setting the precedent of what they expect for him? I'll take the lead on this one. Um yeah, McCaffrey's a beast. He's kind of a Swiss Army knife. And, uh, I mean, some would say he's even underpaid considering how much they utilize him. He can pretty much do it all. But at the same time, you mentioned a guy that you're pretty familiar with in Todd Gurley. And uh, once he got that big payday, you know, <clears throat> unfortunately, he wasn't the same player, whether it be just due to health or what have you. Um, McCaffrey, like I said, he does it all. But I'm, I just – don't like the idea of paying a running back in this day and age of the NFL that kind of money just because they don't last as long as they do, you know, unless you've got a Adrian Peterson or an Emmett Smith back there who can, you know, give you 15 plus years of steady, you know, production, then it's, it's, yeah, Frank Gore is another one. Yeah. And he was coming out of college with some nasty knee injuries and he surprisingly stayed afloat. So I don't personally don't like the idea. Yeah. Um, we're, we're seeing a lot more offensive minded, um, uh, coaches and systems that it doesn't so much matter who you have back there just what kind of you know plays you're dialing up and who you have blocking I mean my Niners for example we've had a Mostert back there who was a nobody a season and a half ago you plug him in and he was running amok so I think I, I just don't like the idea of paying a guy that much but if you are gonna pay a running back that much I think McCaffrey is the guy you can kind of get by with it just because he does it all definitely Definitely. I, um, I, I think he's an incredible player and I think he has earned it, but 
yeah, it's the longevity factor of the running backs in this in this day and age. Like it's just you pay these guys this, and it, they just take such abuse. And when they play as well as they they are in his in his case and in Todd Gurley's case, that when he earned that big contract, which I was totally fine with at the time, but now as it's played out two years later, he it's dead money to the Rams and he's a Falcon. So it's just making me wonder like how much is Saquon Barkley going to get? Like how much is Derrick Henry going to get? They franchise tag Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was the rushing leader last year and basically led his team um, to the AFC championship. Like they, they rode his, they rode his back all the way there. And it was, it's going to be, intriguing to see how those teams handle those situations you, you can't just continuously franchise tag these guys the running back takes a lot of abuse are you gonna put this amount of money it's it's a huge huge risk but i think with the panthers in their in their rebuild mode new coach everything no more cam how how they're approaching it i think i think it's i think it's smart in at, at this point in time but i just don't it, it I always think ahead. I'm thinking. I'm thinking a year ahead, two years ahead of how how we're gonna look back on this and remember McCaffrey got that big deal, and now he's on the trading block because he didn't produce up to numbers that he did in uh, 2019. So how is it? I just like you said, you you hit the nail on the head with it all, and I. It's gonna be interesting to see how he is gonna. Um, participate in the offense under the new regime too. I think it's definitely well-deserved for sure. Yeah, man. It's, he's an absolute beast first and all the touches he gets, he's, he's got a first ranking NFL uh, in the NFL touches, scrimmage yards, scrimmage touchdowns. It's, it's absolutely, he's a, he's a workhorse and he's getting paid like it. I just, with that amount of activity, um, I, I, I don't know how it's going to play. I, I, I don't, I want him to stay healthy, but it's such a tough position. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, <clears throat> them getting rid of Cam Newton is basically saying, Hey, Christian, you're the new face of our franchise. Uh, we got to, we're going to go get Teddy Bridgewater uh, to accommodate this offense, but yeah. you're going to, you're going to be the, the workload of this offense. I mean, <clears throat> they do put up 2,300 yards total last year, you know, I mean, and he's only 23 years old, so he's definitely got a future. I mean, he's got he's got a good seven years because what do they say? Uh, once a running back hits age 30, it's all downhill from there. So he's still got at least yeah. a good seven years in him. You know what I mean? This is and true. Kind of, yeah, Alvin that's Kamara. Kind of, that's kind of what I was <laughs> yeah, getting ahead, at. Man. I mean, he like you 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 mentioned the the production and how often he's used. I mean, a guy that's used that often, you know, obviously he's doing a little bit of everything, so it makes sense to to pay him and. But at the same time, because he's utilized so much, it, it worries me. How long is he going to last? You know, because he, his that body can only take so much, and it's not like he has a Saquon Barkley, you know, frame that can absorb those 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 no. bruising hits. So it's it's yeah. you know it's it's a catch twenty two. So we'll kind of we'll see how it plays out. I mean, I wish the best for him. He's a hell of a player, and like you said, Austin, he's the the uh, face of that franchise now, and he's a guy that. You know, you might not be a Panthers fan or even have him on your fantasy team, but when he gets the ball, you know, your eyes are kind of glued to the TV because he's he's that yeah. He he's a you know spectacular athlete for sure. Most definitely. Yeah. Alvin Kamara was playing uh streaming Call of Duty on uh Twitch with some some of his boys and he was like, um it was a funny clip. He was like, pause, pause, pause. He's like he read the he saw the notification of McCaffrey getting that deal. 
Kamara an amazing player. He's like, he's, he, he, he knows he's one of those guys. He's in that upper echelon of, of running backs. He's in that, he's in that top tier of guys that seeing something like that is very, very promising for your future because you see a guy get paid like that when you're performing so well in your respective offense. He, he knows he's like, Hey, he's like, I just play, I just play football. He's like, I'm not, I'm just a football guy. He's like, I don't worry about contracts and all that. He's like, uh, Christian's my boy. He's, he's incredible, but he's like, he's like, that's cool though. (laughs) He like, it's kind of like a wink, wink. He's like looking at the saints. He's saying, okay. All right. Like now, now the Annie has been up upward and, it's going to be interesting to see how him, Henry, Saquon, how they're all approached because they're all the best at their position along with McCaffrey. Um, moving be, on. Uh, oh, go, ahead. Oh, <laughs> go ahead, man. No, no, no. I was going to say, it's going to be oh. kind of hard for me to imagine him getting such a big payout in Camara just because he isn't really their face of the franchise. Like, I mean, it's still Drew Brees' franchise, obviously, you know? Yeah. And I mean, even Michael Thomas. Yeah, Michael exactly. Thomas, they need to keep him around, man. Yeah. Like, that dude is – and last I'm season, sure we're going to be talking about him later on. Last season, Kamara had a – to me, he had a pretty inconsistent year. So, I mean, I got to see consistency out yeah. of him first. He definitely benefited from Mark Ingram being in uh, being in that tandem. And now they I think they – who is it over there? I want to say Latavius Murray. Yeah, Latavius Murray. They have another yep. – yeah, okay, cool. Um, yeah, so they – yeah, their, their running back core was definitely quiet and – if any, I, if anybody could bounce back for that team next year, I think Kamara has the has the chops. He's made some incredible plays. His his rookie year, he was setting the league on fire with his big plays. But yeah, he's definitely been quiet. Um, talk about this a little bit. The XFL filing for bankruptcy. They got a lot of money to pay to a lot of different people. We don't have to delve too deep into this, but I didn't because I didn't watch a single snap of the XFL. <laughs> it's just crazy um, that. Like these two last two seasons, these spring leagues have tried to pop up. This one is has really caught bad fortune. I think it's a real big middle finger to Vince McMahon just with the coronavirus and like I, I it wasn't produced it seemed like it wasn't playing out that well as was. Um, I would see little Reddit clips here and there of like people being like, Wow, the XFL is actually like really cool. They're doing this on on like downtime, like uh to the uh, to like when they challenge or whatever this and that like they're different little and they're five ten yard three or thirty yard <laughs> extra points or whatever they had like but it, it seemed it seemed cool and like it, it did it wasn't as um explosive and honestly aggressive as the original XFL which died in in about the same time um but it's just it's so hard to compete with the NFL like it it really it it feels so b-league to just uh, honestly when i sit there and watch i watch the aaf a little bit i i watch the aaf way more than the xfl and that's like i didn't even watch the aaf that much i did enjoy it for a couple games but then after that when you're when you're so used to the three to six halftime scores and like the no touchdown like not even a touchdown in the box score finals it's like okay like it, I could be literally doing anything else but watching this. Like, this doesn't feel productive at all, uh, like, as a fan. or. Yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, I was a fan of the the, <laughs> the first go-around that the XFL had. I actually went to the inaugural game here, at, here in Vegas to see the Outlaws. I think they played the New Jersey Enforcers or something. But, uh, I mean, I think it was just – it was just That's cool. a miss, throwback. You know, under, it sucked because the timing was just so terrible. 
um, obviously with the virus and whatnot. Um, me personally, once the Niners lost in the Super Bowl, I just wanted nothing to do with football for the most part. So I didn't tune too much into it. Uh, I, I think I caught a game or two and just wanted to see the jerseys and, um, you know, see how many people were in the stands and whatnot. And some of them were playing in baseball stadiums. So I just wanted to see how all that looked on TV. Um, yeah. But I mean, to their credit, they did come up with, again, a few innovative, um, you know, rule changes. And like you mentioned, the uh, extra point, the two point conversion, the three point conversion. That's pretty cool. As was the uh, the kickoff yes. where everybody stays put until the ball's uh, received. So it's little things like that, you know, the little tweaks that the NFL is even considering adopting. So it's things like that that did make it interesting and worth tuning into. But yep. it's just it's just a bummer that Vince McMahon, this is his second time striking out. Um, they had the major TV deals and all that, but with all that's going on in the world right now, it just didn't uh, didn't play out for them. Yeah, what a sign! <laughs> what a sign from it all. Did you watch? Did you watch any full games of the XFL, Austin? Uh, I mean, I, I watched the most. I watched those highlights. Really, I couldn't really get into it. I mean, I'm a big name kind of person, so I like to watch people with big names. You know, so yeah. I mean, I I, I watched highlights. It, it looked interesting, but I just it. It couldn't stick to me. One, it's nothing like the NFL. One thing right? I did want to mention: I think that first yeah. the inaugural game from from this go around with the XFL, they had like uh, Pat McAfee and, and other guys interviewing players after like big plays or touchdowns. And the the very first in game yeah. interview, the guy dropped an f bomb. So it was like kind of a bad over <laughs> from there. You, you know. It's because he was talking to Pat McAfee. He knew he he thought probably thought he was on his podcast right. or his show or whatever, and he was like. He's like, oh, I could drop this right it, now. It's it, XFL, whatever. It, it was, yeah. It was also kind of cool to see the, <laughs> um, you know, the behind the scenes. Like at halftime, they they'd have a camera crew follow the team into the locker room. I mean, the only time you see that, yeah. in NFL is after like a big playoff win where the, the the coach is, you know, giving his speech or giving his game ball away. So to see that at halftime and kind of see what the players there's players over there snacking and you know just just listening to their own <laughs> headphones, just things like that that you don't see in the NFL. So it's kind of see kind of see definitely cool see behind the curtain oh man who was it it was actually it's probably it was probably my favorite part of the xfl like the most memorable part because it just well just now came to mind even though i didn't bring it up oh, it was a quarterback maybe you guys would know before I, I have to look it up um the quarterback that at halftime oh, his name is on the tip of my tongue he he threw his <laughs> offensive coordinator under the they were like down six points like in one of those ugly games and like nothing was going on offense and like they did one of those quick interviews fresh off the field and he was like he's like yeah he's like we, we just need to change the whole game plan every <laughs> single thing every play he's like he, he straight up threw his oc under the bus like oh man hold on i'm gonna look it up but yeah like they came back out for that for the second half and that fool was not starting they they sat his ass down oh hold on through that sounds like such an xfl thing oh uh, matt mcgloin of the guardians Raider, that's right? who it was just a huge meltdown yeah yeah matt mcgloin uh crazy yeah so that that goes along with the xfl it's very representative it was it was that was cool that, that was funny i didn't mind that but um uh so we're talking um the 2020 all decade team, um, a little bit, and then we're going to get into our own seg. Um, just any thoughts from you guys, the, um, 
for guys on this list. Who who do you feel on this list in the respective positions can go down as the greatest to ever play at that position on this all decade team? There's a few there's a handful, more than a handful of unanimous, and you're seeing a lot of guys who like obviously Tom Brady, if we don't have to really get into that, we've had that discussion, but like guys like AP, um Aaron Donald, um, Marshall Yonda, who just retired from the Ravens, who had an incredible career. He was one of the stone cold killers on the offense, uh, on the offensive line of the Ravens. But who do you think just looking at this list, like who do you think with more play as they extend their career, who could go down as one of the absolute greats? Austin. <laughs> oh, you start with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I was um, just waiting for somebody to jump in. For absolute greats on this on this on this current uh, all decade team, uh, yeah, I would look at like the wide receiver position. I would say like uh, like uh, Larry Fitzgerald because I mean I've I've seen him. We've we've been watching him play since we were kids, you know. And then yeah. uh, obviously Rob Gronkowski at the tight end position. He was a force to be reckoned with throughout his career. Um, mm-hmm. uh, defensively, or I mean on the offensive line, I would say like uh, Joe Staley. He's been consistent. He was healthy all his career. Uh, Joe Thomas as well, and uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Like it's a it's a stacked lineup that you see here. I mean, on the defensive end, you can you've got Andomikin Sue who was dominant on the defensive line, Aaron Donald who's still dominating. You know what I mean? But I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a great list. I mean, there's obviously a few snubs in there J. that J. I, I've written down, but JJ Watt obviously, yeah. JJ but... Watt and Aaron Donald as the linemen that we could be looking back on in 2040 and being like those guys man they were like watching them play they were absolutely incredible and and um you down year for him but still Khalil Mack has has a lot left in the tank to be one of the best linebackers in this ever like we've seen it we've seen him make plays before where we're just like that guy is nuts oh for sure what about you, Luke? back off of Austin. Rob Gronkowski, tight end. I mean, the guy was just a physical freak. I mean, it seems like every decade we get that, you know, once-in-a-lifetime athlete at the tight end. That Tony yeah, Gonzalez that Tony type and guy, Antonio yeah. Gates, who I know my guy Austin was a big fan of. Uh, right now we've got Ooh. George Kittle kind of doing it. So, so. But um, Rob Gronkowski, he was just mm-hmm. a monster. I mean, he, he got hurt, you know, quite often. But when he was on the field, he was a definite – uh, game changer. That's the guy that immediately jumps off uh, the page to me, as does J.J. Watt and uh, Aaron Donald. Those guys put fear in the quarterbacks, you know. So I think those guys, um, I'm looking at the list at right now, Patrick Peterson was another monster and did it both, you know, on the defensive end as well as special teams. Kind of a, another Deion Sanders-esque kind of guy. Absolutely. Yeah. What about Justin Tucker, that, that that kicker, man? Like, that dude is straight stone cold automatic. Like, every single time he's on the field, it's like you you know that's <laughs> going to be three. It's nuts. Like, and I, I'm i I'm a homer for, for my home, for my guys on this list, but Johnny Hecker, man, like, just watching him too. He, I, I, I am not kidding you. Like, it feels he's in his own league. And I'm so, so happy the Rams have him because. He was <laughs> when your team is going through those four and twelve seasons, and and your bright because your offense is so bad, and your punters on the field so often. He was a bright spot because he would make he would make a play, he would cough and corner, at, 
from his own 35, like beautifully. And just like the special teams was really, really excellent um, with Bones Fossil, who is now the Cowboys um, special teams coordinator. But I think, I, I don't think that'll stop Johnny Hecker. I think he'll still continue to be one of the best. And um, Darren Sproles, those are two. Darren Sproles, man, like I, Tyreek Hill is, is the, the fastest guy in the NFL, but Darren Sproles, just seeing some of the things, some of the things he did, I, I would say he could definitely be in the top three along with, um, who was a Dante Hall, the human joystick. Like he's, right. he's an company man. And Devin Hester, I think, is that, is that unanimous? Is that unanimous of all time? I, I can't think of anybody that can go against him, honestly. Yeah, I mean he's he's the got most my explosive. For yeah. sure. Absolutely. All right. So with that said, the unanimous players for that, by uh, by the way, Tom Brady, of course, Adrian Peterson, um, Joe Thomas, who was mentioned, Marshall Yonda, JJ Watt, Aaron Donald, um, and Justin Tucker. Oh, and Von Miller, who is definitely he's pitching his he's getting his bust made. He's amongst all the turmoil that the Broncos have been through since Peyton Manning, Von Miller has remained a staple on that defense. And um, definitely going to be talking about him in our next seg. We're going to be writing this down. We're going to be taking down our predictions for the 2020 All-Decade team. I got uh, quarterbacks and offensive linemen. Austin got the running backs and D-line. Kyle has the wide receivers and DBs. Sasai, who was going to join us, had tight ends and linebackers. I'll be taking that over. So I'm on double duty. It's all good. <laughs> we're uh, we're going to get signed by ESPN. We're we're just going to leave him behind, and he's uh, he's he's going to really he's going to really regret not doing uh, his <laughs> tight end takes. Just kidding. Love you, boy. All right. So I pick. I was going through yesterday, and I I wanted to because I I mainly took offensive line because it's so convoluted and it, I, I feel like it's like nobody wants to talk about the fat guys for the most part. Like I, I love talking about the fat guys. So I was like, I take it, but so I do the give and take, I take that, but I give um, one of the easiest ones to say, and I'm just going to say the way to start it off, start off the decade, Patrick Mahomes, first team quarterback. Um, it's, it's tough. I think he can keep it up as long as he stays with um Andy Reed and they keep doing what they're doing. Andy Reed is, got over the hump, finally got his first Super Bowl win. And I think with Patrick Mahomes, it without Patrick Mahomes, it's just not possible. So um, he's he's been close, but this guy unlocks a whole different element to the game. He's he's an absolute madman with his with some of the plays he makes across his body and his movement. It's it, it, it's like one of those things, like I was saying, like it's like it's like night and day compared to some other quarterbacks in the league. So Patrick Mahomes will be my first team. We don't, we're not doing, we don't have to delve into second teamers, but if I could say um, who is steady behind him, a young guy, I would, I would put it there with Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson has, it's just dependent on how healthy he can stay. Um, and with, with that style of play, we, we don't see guys like that lasting too long with Vic and, Cunningham like their careers they were incredible they're, they're stellar but they just got hurt all the time and I wonder how it's going to be with Lamar Jackson 
um, if he takes some hits and puts himself out all the time, he's going to put his team out because that guy is the huge, the biggest element to that offense as well. So I got Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Now for the offensive linemen at the guards, or I'll start with the tackles. At the tackles, I got um, Ryan Ramchek. I think he he's not really in a top 10 list right now, but he's a young guy um, who, since they got him, uh, the Saints, since the New Orleans Saints have gotten him, he, he's been incredibly crucial to Drew Brees' success um, it, with his success in his later years as of right now. So I have him at the tackle. Um, my other tackle is David Bakhtiari of Green Bay Packers. He doesn't really get as much credit as he deserves. Um, Aaron Rodgers is just the same way, solely dependent on that guy. Um, guards, Zach Martin, by a landslide for the Dallas Cowboys. The whole Dallas Cowboys offensive line could basically go on this um, all-decade team. Um, but I'll keep it Zach Martin at one guard. The other guard, Quentin Nelson from uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Absolute beast. Philip Rivers is walking into an amazing situation there with Indianapolis with their offensive line and Frank Reich, who he has a rapport with. Um, and for center, I I think this one was really tough to break down because there's some older guys like Jason Kelsey who just it's just solely health dependent. But I think I'm going to have to say – Travis Frederick of the Dallas Cowboys. He's he's still so young and he's going to be crucial in <clears throat> keeping that rapport with Dak Prescott. So it's it's going to be very interesting to see how Mike McCarthy is going to handle it with his amazing offensive line that he gets to work with with Dak Prescott, who has amazing mobility in the backfield as well, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. So they're in a good position in the NFC right now. They have some of the best offensive lineman in NFC, let alone like in the league. So those are my guys. Just first teamers. I'm not going to delve too deep into second teamers. I could go all day about <laughs> my fat boys, but we'll throw it over to Austin. Who you got for running backs? Uh, for running backs, I mean, man, this was tough, man. There are so many talented running backs that, that have such Tell a bright future, it. man. You got, you got guys like Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, uh, Alvin Kamara, guys like that. But uh <laughs> Uh, I, I narrowed it down to these three guys right here. I'm going to start off with the guy that just got paid his big fat paycheck, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um, obviously, this Absolutely. dude's got nothing but upside going towards him right now. Uh, he is like the the leader of that offense for the Carolina Panthers. Um, second, I would probably go with Derrick Henry. Um, he's 25 years old, so he's still got some good years ahead of him. Uh, still got a got a high ceiling, and I mean, like just like Christian McCaffrey, he is the the offense of his team, you know what I mean? So he is the workload. And then uh third, I would have to go with, uh, in my eyes, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, not Didn't have a great year last year, but I still think he's got a bright future. I, I still think he's going to get paid. He, he deserves to get paid. Um, so those are my three running backs I would choose. Uh, going towards the defensive line, um, I would say uh, for the left end, Lots of talent on that left end, too. I got like guys like Eric Armstead with a great, bright future, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, but I went with J.J. Watt. Yeah, he's he's a little Ooh. old, but he's still performing at a high level, okay. and I still think he's got I like it. Got, lot, got, got a good three, four, five more years left in him. Uh, as long as he can stay healthy, that's a big thing. 
Um, but towards that right end of that defensive line, um, obviously Aaron Donald's going to be there. <laughs> I mean, there's he's not showing any signs of slowing down at all. So um, it's it's Absolutely. it's no it's no argument there that Aaron Donald's going to be that guy. But uh, I mean, right behind him, I would put Nick Bosa. Um, yeah, another guy yeah. with great upside, and Miles Miles Garrett. Unfortunately, um, with what happened last year, lost a lot of respect for me, but. Uh, he's he's still a great player, nonetheless. And then for the defensive tackles, um, oh yeah, I got a guy. I got to go with Fletcher Cox from from the Eagles. Man, he's he's a beast. Uh, he he assures up that D line, and he he can stop the run, and he can rush the passer like no other. But uh, yeah, those those are my uh, defensive linemen there. Uh, but you really can't argue with Aaron Aaron Donald being there for the next decade. <laughs> Yeah, is that your is that your because you have obviously you're covering the whole line, so you got um, Donald on the interior and who, who you got on? I put down s- some of your names, but you got Donald Bosa, uh, Miles Garrett, Fletcher Cox. Right. What? Uh, um, all right. Well, I got Aaron Donald as, Go ahead, as a as a as a on the end, so he he kind of plays on the end, but he does play oh, the yeah. defensive tackle as well he, a few he, times. He, yeah, um, he th- they throw him around a lot. Yeah, yeah. that's just kind of okay. Gotcha. So it's kind of hard to choose, you know. I mean, wh- which end they're going to be on because they they do move around so much. You got Joey Bosa that moves around. Uh, sometimes yeah. he's on the same end as Melvin Ingram, the, you know. Yeah, <laughs> the kind of player they are. Yeah, Ingram too. They're it's that's a good it's a good good time for these to watch these talented. Like if you're watching the snap every single every single game that you watch, if you just focus on the guys on the defensive line. Like some of these guys are doing incredible things that just, you just some, unless you're inherently, you, you know, your ball, your, your eye always goes to the ball on the quarterback when they drop back. But if you just focus on some of these guys doing these things on, on the line, they're doing incredible things. And that's, that's what I like when the Rams defense is on the field, I can't take my eyes off Aaron Donald. I just, I just try to see what he can do next with his taking on triple teams and everything else. So good, very good very good choices i'm excited to see bosa i feel like he could be that unanimous guy as as his career goes on i think both both bosa brothers could be (laughs) yeah no kidding imagine both of them on the same team oh my goodness i do not no please (laughs) no no not in this division believe it or not they've talked about that because with us shipping uh the Niners shipping forrest buckner out Obviously, they're going to need a guy down the road, and Bose is uh, the older Bosa's a possibility to team up with his younger, his younger brother. But that'd be gnarly. Absolutely, man. Oh, all right. So you got a fun one: wide receivers and defensive backs. You got a secondary, and you got everything else. So th- throw yeah, it at so us. You got. Com- uh, upon comprising my my list, I try to come up with a mixture of guys. You know, guys who've already established themselves as, as some of the best. Um, you know, a guy who's been an up and comer, a guy who has the potential of sustaining long term su- success, and even a guy who has yet to step foot in this league but has all the tools and smarts to be the next great. But atop my list, you who else could you go with besides the guy who you know was dominant from the first snap of the game last season? Uh, and that's Michael Thomas, the reigning uh, yards leader in, in 2019 for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, obviously, the numbers don't lie. He put up an astounding 1,700 yards receiving, and uh, that's nearly 400 more than the next closest guy, who I believe was Julio Jones. Uh, but it's hard to keep a guy like that off this list. Uh, 
I'd put him up at the very top. Yeah, Definitely assuming he can sustain that elite status Definitely. even once uh, a guy like Drew Brees retires and calls it a career after his likely uh, last deal, which he just signed, a two-year deal. Um, so we'll see if he can sustain that once Brees is, you know, out of the league. But uh, my next guy is already uh, a physical specimen who's already put up Pro Bowl numbers pretty much every year he's been in, in the league, and he's had – some pretty mediocre guys throwing his way, such as Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jameis Winston, and he'll now have one of the best of all time, if not the greatest, in Tom Brady, and that's Mike Evans of the Buccaneers. Uh, I don't expect him and Brady to put up Randy Moss and Brady-like numbers like the Patriots did in that record-setting 2007 season, but I'm definitely expecting Evans to take a step forward. He kind of got overshadowed last year by Chris Godwin, the other uh, nice receiver in Tampa. But uh, I think Evans, just with his... You know, his stature, I think he's going to have – I think Brady's just going to put the ball in perfect perfect placement for, for a guy like Evans to just go up and get it, especially in the red zone. Um, so that's going to be – that's that's the most exciting thing I'm looking forward to as far as Brady going down south to uh, Tampa. Um, but similar to Evans, this next guy, yeah. he's had an exceptional career despite having a few mediocre QBs throwing his way aside from the last few years, and that's uh, – the guy who was recently shipped to Arizona and uh, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously that quarterback he's had over the last few years and Deshaun Watson's been the best he's had. But before that, he, he didn't have a whole lot to work with. Now he's step foot, stepping foot into an offensive minded coach like Cliff Kingsbury, uh, his system. And he's also going to have one of the all time greats to learn from and Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, the man has flat out balled pretty much. And now he's going to be targeted and even more so with uh, a young quarterback throwing his way and Kyler Murray. So, that's going to be exciting, but at the same time, you know, it's going to be scary considering I'm a Niners fan, you're a Rams fan, so we got to deal with this, you know, season. Yeah, man. You know, so, uh. so it's, it's going to be exciting, but uh, at the same time, <laughs> it, it does kind of hurt. But I think he has the uh, he has everything lined up to be that next great for for the next for the next decade. Um, yeah, hands hands are yeah. incredible. He catches everything that comes his way, man. Uh, I also went with a guy that I biased on obviously but i've become quite familiar with in debo samuel the niners receiver his playmaking ability alone like it yeah his playmaking ability alone far exceeds just your prototypical catch and run guy and when you're in a system uh, a complex offensive system like kyle shanahan's uh he's utilized pretty much in every way possible with handoffs and such and uh i think shanahan will only continue to explore other ways to best utilize them so i think uh i think he's He's got a bright future ahead. Um, he's, he's great at extending the play and making smart moves. And it's no wonder that Shanahan even elected to go with him over uh, a, a freak like uh, DK Metcalf, who, who a lot of Niner fans were hoping we'd go after in the draft. Um, and then I did kind of a, a wild card here, and I went with a guy who hasn't been, hasn't been drafted cool. yet. Uh, this draft class has three guys that are just crazy in the uh, receiver department, and that's – uh, Oklahoma CD Lamb. You got the two guys from Alabama and uh, Jerry Judy and, and Henry Ruggs the third. So I oh, think yeah. it, it's going to come down to. I mean, they could all very much well end up on that list for the next decades greats. But uh, I think it's going to come down to system fit and which guy you know lands in the best possible yep. position and has the best opportunity. Um, but either of those guys are are going to be um, likely to land on this this next decades list. Um, from there, I also had the DBs. 
Uh, I was going to start it off with the guy who I was hoping the 49ers would have selected back in 2017. Instead, we went with Solomon Thomas, who hasn't really panned out. But uh, Jamal Adams, the safety from uh, the Jets, he's been he's been a beast. Uh, made two pro-, pro Bowls already, and just uh, he's only 24 year- years old. So I I think he's going to continue to sustain that success. Uh, another you know DB great for uh, for the Jets, much like Darrell Rivas was for all those years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they need and to keep him around. He, yeah, for sure. Uh, who else? Who else? I had, I had uh, it's hard. You'd be hard pressed to keep the reigning defensive player of the year off that list. And Stephon Gilmore, uh, a lot of folks, myself included, you know, probably would have went with your boy uh, Donald again for a second consecutive defensive player of the year award. But Stephon Gilmore, you know, was the was the uh, the captain of that Patriots defense. Definitely a force to be yeah. reckoned with. Co-leader, he co-led the, uh, the league in interceptions in 2019, <laughs> so hard to keep a guy like that off the list, even though he is a little up there in age, entering his age 30 season. Uh, but staying in that AFC Eastern Division, another young guy who's coming off a, a Pro Bowl campaign and is entering his age 25th season is uh, Tredavious, Tredavious White. Excuse me. Um, with, with with Tom Brady no longer in the division, I truly White. think it's Buffalo's time to shine in that in that uh in that AFC East. And I think carrying, carrying them along the way will be that defense with, uh, with white uh, leading the way for sure. And again, I kind of went with a, with a young buck who hasn't entered the league, but has has been on pretty much every top 10 in these, uh, in these mock drafts. And that's Ohio state cornerback, uh, Jeff Okuda. Uh, there's been plenty, there's been plenty of mock drafts with him going as early as three to Detroit, but that's kind of changing, uh, you know, as the days get closer to the draft and the latest mock draft that even came out today, I saw him uh, falling to number seven at uh, Carolina. And I'm honestly, that's kind of where I'm hoping he goes just because he'll be tested right out of the gates with all those stellar receivers um, to face in that division, such as Julio Jones. And then two of the guys I've already mentioned in Mike Evans and uh, Michael Thomas. So that's, that's, that's my list. Awesome. Yeah. Great, great takes on everything. I, a lot of uh, I like the ASC East is pretty stacked as as it is with with their defensive backs. It, that kind of opened up my eyes and made me realize how how savage those all those guys are and how they're all playing each other twice a year is pretty nuts. Um, yeah, you made a great point with um, in your uh, wide receivers with Debo Samuel um, working with Kyle Shanahan. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that as well for taking over the tight ends part of this list. I'm going to throw George Kittle there in the first team. Um, I think he's set up for success under Shanahan and the way he's implemented. And he's just, he's just such an all around um, savage blocker, great hands, great, honestly, field speed for, for a tight end. And he just, he shows aggression when it's needed. And he's, he's, he definitely comes off as like, I'm sure you could vouch for it. Like amongst the social media that you consume of, of the Niners, he comes off like a team leader too. It seems like all the guys respect him. All the guys want to keep him around. All the coaches like him. So George Kittle is definitely my number one guy tight end. Um, and then not far behind, I think he can hit a stride and honestly take it over. It's kind of give or take with, with these two guys is Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, um, who as long as he stays the kind of similar thing, on the AFC West side, as long as he stays with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid's system and everything, if if he's given that 
that path to succeed. I don't see him losing uh, losing any footing as as the decade goes along, and he's going to be a guy that we're talking about. If if the Chiefs become this dynasty, it's going Kelsey's name is going to be thrown into the hat of like those offensive players that you absolutely cannot stop, and it's like, what are we going to do against these guys? So I got two absolute both those guys, and, and they're both big fans of one another. Obviously, they were both showcased in this most recent Super Bowl, but uh, they're both good friends. And last, not last season, but the season yeah. prior, uh, Kelsey put up the uh, the receiving mark for for all t- for uh, all time tight ends in a single season. And later that day, the uh, last game <clears> of the season, Kittle came from behind and, and beat him, uh, surpassed that record. So I think those guys are. That's obviously you know choice 1a and choice 1b both those guys are spectacular and they're probably going to put up yeah. even more records before it's all said and done definitely yeah i i it's going to be interesting to see how they can com, uh, compete against each other and in, in the different and and if if this thing if i feel like the chiefs and the niners aren't done yet i feel like they can keep up this dominance of the NFC and AFC, like the, the Niners can remain in that upper echelon of teams that can, that will go to the playoffs and make a run with, with the offensive mind of Shanahan and, and um, Salah on the defensive side. Like, I feel like they can make big waves still. And I feel like it's not, I feel like we're going to see these two best tight ends playing in the same game outside of the play or outside of the postseason, the Super Bowl in particular and, and in the regular season a lot. So yeah, it was, it was hard to quantify, but I have to go Kittle. He's he, I've just seen so much more from him just with the head, head, head to head matchups against the Rams. Some of the plays he makes, I focus on him off the snap and I'm like, this guy's going to do something dumb. And he does. And he just, he lays somebody, lays somebody out and beautiful element to the offense. But on the defensive side, I got, uh, I got, Linebackers to cover. Got a got a few. I'll put down four. Uh, my number one, no one A, one B, one. He's he's a guy that is the same way. I watch him all the time. Bobby Wagner. He's an absolute savage at only twenty five years old. Um, one of my favorite players to watch in the whole league, and he's a he's a Seattle Seahawk, which kills me to say, but whenever the Rams play against the Seahawks, I gotta watch out for B Wags because he's always always on the play and it's it's he's always dropping back they use him they implement him so well in the in dropping back in the secondary against tight ends too and he just he looks like he's dissecting the 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 offense as the play is going along he's he's up there for me and um it's 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 hard to say too because the next guy Khalil Mack it's it's the same with him but I feel after this last season, he kind of lost a little step. Um, even these last two years, like it was all it was all this talk about Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack getting uh, the big contracts that they deserved, and he still deserves it. I think it wasn't a bust of a contract or anything. The Bears are incredibly smart for paying that man because he's uh, a franchise changing talent. But these last two seasons. Since he paid the con, uh, since he's been getting paid, he's he's gotten a little quiet, just just a tad. But I feel like that's not um, indi- indicative of who, what kind of, what kind of player he is and what he can do in the future. I feel like he's still so young; he he can still make the big plays. So I'm gonna throw him in there as well. And for my third backer, 
this one was hard to say too because I want to go I want to go Von Miller so bad he's only 29 but TJ Watt is is creeping up <laughs> on on my radar he's he's nuts man like I when the Rams played against the Steelers this last season and even even other primetime games that the Steelers were in like TJ Watt was just his name was being called every single time the defense was on the field it seemed like so I think I'll like as you did with the wild card I'll go Vaughn and TJ Watt to finish it off all right definitely a lot of talented linebackers out there man (laughs) Must have been Dude, that must have been yeah, a hard category to go through, man. Because there's just yeah, there's so a, many talented he, linebackers. <laughs> I would love to know. I'm gonna ask Sasai on our next. Um, I'll I'll do a parenthetical, see what he thinks. Like uh, on our on the list I'm writing up, I'll, I'll have to ask him who he who he had because he he had he had a day to do it. Like we sent it out, and I was like, all right, here you go. Everybody has their <laughs> positions, everything. He gave it to me, and I was like, I was like, I'll try to break this down, and. It, it was so hard. Luke Keekley was, if he hadn't retired, he's he was going to be there. But oh, easily for sure. Man. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I still can't believe. Gone, yeah, but still can't. Darius Leonard too. Darius Leonard, yep. man, give me a second wild card, a third wild card. Yeah, I, I need to stop looking at the, all these guys, like all their stats. I just because I love Darius <laughs> Leonard. I he's one of my favorite players to watch too. But um, we'll do this open Chandler Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just <laughs> Chandler Jones, man. It's ridiculous. He's Sasai definitely had Chandler, Chandler Jones uh, LB one. Like I, I, we're placing the bets right now, <laughs> All right. which is totally justified. <laughs> I don't blame him. Um, this is more of an open. Uh, this will be open table discussion. Special teamers. Who you guys got for kickers? Who will keep it going for this the rest of this uh, yeah. decade? I think Justin yeah. Tucker's showing no signs of slowing down for sure. Put <laughs> um, Kickers. Um, yeah. It's, Goskowski got released, but he's still up there. And I I think with Greg Zerline um, going with Bones, he could be a second teamer easily. But that's that's so open to just second teamer. But I think Justin, Tuck, Justin Tucker um, – and Zerloin, you know, now one. he's going to be indoors and, so, again. So he's he's right. got that working for him. Yeah. He doesn't have to battle with the elements mm-hmm. as, as often. How old is Justin? Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough with kickers, man, because, man, they, Justin Tucker. 35 yeah, is young yeah. to a kicker, you know what I mean? You got Adam Venturi, 46 years old, still that, kicking yeah. football. He might have, you know, a but, uh, street. Yeah. After a pro, uh, you know, a few Pro Bowls, and they want nothing to do with you. It's just hard to sustain that that you know continuous success as a kicker, unless you're, you know, uh, like you mentioned, a uh, definitely Justin Tucker or a Zerloin. It's unlikely you're going to be with that team or in that, you know, you're not going to have that job forever if if you have a few rough weeks. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. We've seen a lot of kickers who have just come down to earth so fast in a burning flame like you 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 thought they were going to be the next great um <laughs> roberto aguara but um yeah like i god didn't they draft him like how crazy early i too? hope his brother is nice i don't know if he was first was round, he first he was round? earlier early rounder i think i might have been second round he might have like it's that 
That's all right. Yeah, place your bets. I th- I thought it was first round though. Like I thought they had a pick. Like right. I thought they Drum traded roll. for a pick. Second round, 59th pick overall. All right. Okay. All That's right. Still yeah. matter. So mid second. Okay. Now. God. No. <laughs> yeah. He was the best college kicker though. That's right. He was my Florida State Seminoles. He his brother Ricky is nice too. I wonder how he's gonna go. He's uh, draft eligible. He's probably gonna go. 50, what fifty second? You said fifty second. Like, unless you're a kicker away from fifty nine, you know, yeah, Super Bowl, being a Super Bowl contender, it just doesn't make sense. So. <laughs> Imagine breaking your team down that way, though. Just being like, dude, we got uh-huh. all the pieces. We just need that kicker. We just need that. I guy. mean, if this, if, if this like, was the Bills of the nineties, it would make chill. sense, you know. Oh, I mean, don't do my voice, Scott. No, right. would like no that. diss to Bill's. Come on. That's true. That's true. Though. No diss to no, Bill's. He missed Mafia, that one but, kick. Yeah. You know, <laughs> those are my boys. I got a lot of love for the Bills, man. I, I've, I've watched that uh, Four Falls Four Falls of Buffalo. I've watched <laughs> that 30 for 30 so many times. Like, I just put it on as like a comfort watch, a rewatchable. I definitely recommend if you guys haven't seen it. And they break down like Scott Nor, like they get into Scott Norwood's head about everything that happened and it's sad it's like it's heart-wrenching to see him react and then the next year they still had him on the team they cut him um the year after that uh this but he kicked uh he kicked a clutch field goal at uh in buffalo snowing and everything and like crowd popped off you know they're all behind him it was really cool moment he never got that super bowl moment but in a late playoff game he, he made a clutch kick and it's yeah definitely recommend that 30 for 30 but we'll go to Punters now again, Homer, Johnny Hecker, end of discussion for me. But do you guys have any out there that you that you feel that can uh, combat Hecker? Because I'm I don't. with you. Hard, hard, <laughs> hard to debate that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, precise. So. <laughs> oh, I need him to be in the horns for, for life. Yeah. So this one's tough. We spoke about this earlier. It's it's really hard to break it down with, with the draft picks and everything. We don't really have to. We can maybe phone it in as we go along. Maybe we touch base on this two quarters of the – or, yeah, halfway through um, 2022, we say, oh, who has been – who's going to keep it up with the kick returns and the punt returns and, and this and that. But it's so hard to say because it's – guys, it's such an expendable position. You just put your speedy guy back there. And who knows if – kick returns will even exist throughout the decade <laughs> they're they're trying to rule it out so fast they're just gonna start you on the right. 25 like <laughs> nfl street so um all right but this one will be fun head coach who's gonna be the best head coach of this decade austin i want to i want to hear you Man. that's it's it's a toughie Man, I'll, I'll take all the pauses of thoughts of rubbing your head and your chin and being like, <laughs> what is this? Cause I do not blame you. It's a tough one. I, I was thinking before we started Kyle Shanahan, but it's, I'm, I'm leaning him, but there's right. Yeah. I, I love, I love Sean McVay. Sean He's been McVay. down, but like um, he, he, there's been some questionable things. That's why I'm not putting him above, but yeah, no, he's, He's in that talent. He's his seat isn't hot right now. He's he's chill as the Rams head coach, even on a down year. But it's tough. A lot of young guys. Cliff Kingsbury, if he can make noise with um with Kyler Murray. 
What about you, Kyle? This one wasn't as tough for me. The guys that immediately jumped out at me were the two, the 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 last two defending uh, NFC champs and Sean McVay, your boy, and my guy, Kyle Shanahan. I mean, not to be a homer, but they're just young, so they're already, you know, changing the, the game in so many ways at such a young age. Um, almost everybody and their brother that was part of McVay's coaching tree has already landed. You know, they've landed jobs <laughs> elsewhere. So that obviously, you know, that yeah. lets you know right away that, you know, he's, he's a genius. And then as is Shanahan, the guy just does not sleep and just comes up with, you know, crazy ways to tweak this and do that. I think those are the two guys. Um, it looks like NFL put an NFC guy in, in Pete Carroll in last decades and an AFC guy in the yeah. unanimous decision, Bill Belichick. So, I mean, I just kind of went, you know, just the two guys that jump out because who's to say, you know, one of these guys doesn't end up in a different conference. But those are the two guys that immediately came to mind. Yeah. And it's hard not to think of a guy that's uh, already – doing some great things and the little time he's been in Indianapolis and that's Frank Reich. Frank Reich camp. Frank camp. Oh, love Frank Reich. Uh, Buffalo Bill. <laughs> the Frank Reich game. <laughs> that's that's probably why I have such an outstanding love for Frank Reich is because of that doc. Um, yeah, that's very that's a very good point. And you, we, we can't rule out these older heads too with uh, John Harbaugh and Andy Reid even like they they could be hitting their stride with their guy that with their young guys that they have and there's nothing really keeping them there's no talk of them retiring or anything so it's it's hard to peg down how well these coaches and and their staying power with everything I think yeah even in this last uh nine and seven down year for the Rams I still think McVeigh is a genius as well and I'm looking forward to seeing how he can bounce back because that's what he's done with the Rams for so long. They, they would lose a game and they would come back and implement something that like, they didn't even look like the team that lost last week. And we could say that about a grip of these guys, but do we, can we come to a unanimous? Are we, are we kind of three for three on first team on Shanahan? I mean, yeah, you can put it that way. I mean, way. I mean in, in, what in, in what he's done so far with so his far with with the Niners, with the Niners it, you can't go wrong, you can't with, that go wrong with that guy. Easily, nope. yeah, not at all. How do you, how do you, how, how do you feel about the uh, the Pete Carroll second team uh, in the 2010s? You agree with that? I agree with it. Yeah, I think that's Be- pretty. Before I, so once I saw that the All Decade team came out, before I even went down the list, I kind of tried to quiz, think who was in that, who who was elected before I saw, and so, nice, I mean, yeah. Um, obviously yeah. Belichick's a no brainer, but I try to think who the next closest guy was and. Um, I thought about, you know, how many Super Bowl appearances. Um, obviously, they had those back-to-back appearances, the Seahawks. And, and always yeah, in the playoffs, deep in the playoffs. Much too. like Jim Harbaugh did with the Niners, much like Shanahan has done, much like McVay has since he stepped foot with the uh, with the Rams. They, they just changed that the whole complexion of that franchise. And I think Pete Carroll was an easy easy choice, and I wasn't surprised that he was on there. That's, that's who I expected to be on there. I think another good, think another second, good choice second choice could have been, yeah, been Mike, um, Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. I feel like I feel like I feel like he, yeah, he's done a really good job, really good job since since taking over taking over for the for the Steelers, even Steelers, though he even though he was in the, the decade the decade previous, previous you, know, but, you know, but I think he's still done, he's a, pretty still done a pretty good job. And this, yeah, and another guy, you absolutely, know, Peyton, You know, it's those are guys, those blue bloods that are, are <laughs> going to be on at least the, the top five list. For yeah. 
yeah, it's just it just it's really gonna come down who gets the most chips, really. And it's like Andy Reid could have easily been in that Pete Carroll spot if he had probably had even shown shown up to a couple in the 2010s. But since Pete Carroll did show up and win one in the fashion that they won, it's it's pretty easy to say. But um, guy a guy radar guys is definitely Mike Vrabel, the Tennessee Titans. I like him a lot. I think he's going to make big moves with with what he's got with Derrick Henry and everything but yeah I'm I'm liking Shanahan's chances I have a feeling like the Niners are going to be competing with uh the talent they do have and everything it's just it's just a matter of getting over the hump because they easily had it to kick off something and it's just just going to be a matter of time I feel for Kyle Shanahan all right so with that said quarterbacks Patrick Mahomes Lamar Jackson um I saw you you said you had Christian McCaffrey Ezekiel Elliott who else who else did you throw in on the running backs I'm sorry uh, I, Zeke. I get to type it up oh uh, no yeah Christian McCaffrey oh uh, uh, Elliott, Derek, and Derek Henry who else sorry Derek Henry Derek Henry yes of course I should just <laughs> guess that all right Henry love our wide receivers absolutely love our wide receivers Michael Thomas Mike Evans DeAndre Hopkins Debo Samuel and I did put down um as that fifth young guy that I feel he will make noise. Yeah, CD Lamb, toss. I agree with that. Yeah. Kittle, yeah, yeah. I like him a lot. I feel like he's going to be one of those Amari Cooper type dudes who who will set himself up nicely and have a big could uh, as long as he's in the right spot, he can do the do the good things. George Kittle, Travis Kelsey on the tight ends, Ryan Ramchek, David Bakhtiari, Travis Frederick, Quentin Nelson, Zach Martin on the offensive line, first teamers. That one's going to probably be dissected like hell uh, in five years. It's probably going to be like, dude, what were you thinking? <laughs> um, but we'll we'll roll with it. Aaron Donald, uh, I have Bosa like with parentheses S Bosa's because they're just both <laughs> so nice. Um, Garrett, Fletcher Cox, of course. Um, is there anybody else on the DL I, I missed? I, I feel like uh, – I mean – if, I I I probably wouldn't put JJ Watt just because of the age. Honestly, I I would probably take take him back that's off. That's what of I was it, thinking but, as well. Uh, even Eric Armstead, maybe he might he has his ceilings pretty Armstead. high as well. Um, like you said, the Bosa, Demarcus like Lawrence, Lawrence, so, Tank Lawrence. Are we assuming Charles Frederick's coming back from retirement? <laughs> oh, is he? I thought. <laughs> oh, really? Wait, I thought I'm somebody else retired sure on their offensive line. Sure I thought I Frederick. checked that. I think so. Really? I didn't oh, want to. Man, I I was so I didn't want to be the bearer. So news, but I was like, eh, if, if we're if we're putting on our list, you know, for the future, I just want to make sure we actually get somebody else in that position. If if he is in fact the one that retired, I'm pretty sure he is. It kind of caught everybody else by surprise. So I mean, you're 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 perfectly fine. He did. He did. He retired uh, less than a month two ago. Two weeks. So, wow. I mean, you're you're good. I mean, okay. But, you know. Bummer. But, wow. But, you know, okay. Um, with, with all, who are we go? Let's let's break it down then. Let's break it down. That I. I maybe, I'm sorry, Fred. Maybe I'll, I'll still. Yeah, maybe he's at home story. right now, quarantining, <laughs> realizing how much he needs to get away from the family, and he returns to football. Who knows? <laughs> Good call, man. Thank you for calling me out. I thought I thought it, there was so, it was somebody else on the Dallas offensive line. That's why. Um, I figured I'd say something I said before him. millions of viewers got to us on Twitter. 
It's okay. I'll, I'll just edit, I'll just edit that whole part out of the offensive line. <laughs> here, let's let's uh, I here let's. But you can easily plug in got. anybody else on that Dallas line. That's how beast they are. Yeah, he he was he That's was true. the center. Who do you, who do you guys think at center? Like I said, not Jason Kelsey because he's thirty five. Marquise Pouncey, maybe. I, he's he's been an absolute monster. And in that fight with Miles right. Garrett, <laughs> uh, he's thirty years old. See, and I, I might have to throw him in. You guys, I had to throw that out just so we can stay on a little longer. <laughs> yeah, no, I I love it. Thank you. I don't mind at all. I need because I swear I I don't know why I was like avoiding some of the guys on the offensive line that like I thought retired and I thought it was somebody else, not Frederick. I don't know why. Brain fart. But yeah, I think I'm gonna go Pouncey. Yeah, you can build Kelly he's, on the on the Colts. Been... Ryan Kelly, he's a stud too. Dude, yeah, I love the Colts offensive line That's too. That's why I'm but... so excited for Rivers, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's in he's in an amazing spot. All right, Bakhtiari, Pouncey, Nelson, and Martin. Zach Martin is the other uh, guard of the yeah guard of the Dallas Cowboys. <sighs> okay. Bobby Wagner, Khalil Mack, Von Miller, TJ Watt on the linebacker side, Jamal Adams, Stephon Gilmore, Tredavious White, and you had who was your I think, uh, Jeff you Kuda, the uh, I didn't coming put... out of, or soon to be rookie coming out of Ohio State. I like I like these like yeah these rookie takes dude that's really cool I was I, I told I said that too I was like be bold but I was like I was thinking of these guys that, that have these staying power and I was like I can't. It's so hard to go against them. Like they've caught their stride, they're pros, they're seasoned. Like I just feel, but they're. I would love to see some of these rookies just break it open. Yeah, I was kind of surprised their way with the quarterback this. position. You didn't, you didn't mention Joe Burrow at all. I mean, yeah, we're, I was, go- we're I was thinking of him. Yeah, do, but the ceiling's high for him. It's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I love, I love what he's done. Like he was one of the absolute most best the absolute best part of college football last year, like just watching him play was nuts. And I was thinking about that today at work. I was like, I was like thinking of the quarterbacks I'm going to do. And those two, those first two came so easy. But then I was thinking young guys, Burrow, but it's like, I don't know how his situation is going to be. I don't really trust the Bengals. They're such a bad organization and the way they handle their players and everything. I just feel like he's going to be like, maybe he'll have like a stellar rookie season and then just like journeyman. I hope not. I absolutely hope not. I, I hope the best for him, but I have I have a feeling like the Bengals are just going to screw that up, like they've done so many other things. I hope they got a plan for him, man, because <laughs> that'd be a waste of talent. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> with 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 the topic yeah. of quarterbacks, random question. This wasn't planned or scripted or anything, but uh, if your team is in need of a quarterback, obviously the Chargers are trying to plan for the future, so they're these are possibly one of them. Mm-hmm. But assuming your team needs a quarterback, who 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 would you want? your team going with in this draft? Like who's the one guy you feel the most comfortable in giving the ball to? Well, obviously we're not gonna be able to get Burrow because obviously he's going number one. But if, um, if if you had the first pick, who would you want as your as your star quarterback? Oh easy money Burrow. I, easy go with Burrow, yeah. But I mean I mean by a landslide I'd go with Burrow. But I mean other than that I'd probably go with Tua. Uh yeah, see that- uh Herbert's Herbert's been doing pretty good from what I hear. His yeah, stock his I stock like is going a lot too. And uh, mm-hmm. what's that dude from Utah? What's his name? Love, uh, Love? yeah. I, I hear I hear good things from him too. So, but I mean, obviously, I, I think Joe Burrow is going to be a star in my in my eyes. But like you said, it's just going to be with the team he's yeah. with. No, uh, 
how they handle him, obviously. For sure. I mean, Burrow, yeah, it was, there's no denying the crazy season he had in the one year he was with LSU, won the Heisman and all that, and, you know, smacked around Alabama, which is damn near an NFL team at this this point. But, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, 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 I'm, Tua, I think, is the guy I just feel the most comfortable with giving the keys to. Um, Obviously, we're not going to draft either of those quarterbacks, the Niners, but I it's just those those injuries, yeah, for scary, sure, man. For like, sure. you know, <laughs> assuming tough one, yeah, assuming he stayed healthy, which you know, it's a hard assumption there. I, I would go to a, but I also I like uh, Jalen Hurts, believe it or not, the former uh, Alabama quarterback. In yeah, I was going to bring I, up I Hurts he's, too. Yeah, he's, he's, been, he's been uh, yeah, he could be sneaky. Hike on some of these, uh, he's been hiking up some of these. Uh, draft boards and I, I think he's going to be a sleeper I really like Fromm from Georgia uh, Jake Fromm okay. I, there's something about his play he kind of reminds me of uh, the uh, Bulldogs are incredible but like he kind of because um, Jared Goff's later years at Cal like he was just a slinger um, kind of put the team on his back like they, they weren't really they weren't really any prominent threat in the in the Pac-12 or anything but like they were still Jared Goff and that's Jared Goff's play really put them on the map. I Jake Fromm, there's a lot of talent around him, but I have a feeling like he could be one of those sneaky guys too. Like he could be one of those quiet, um, good picks that that could just come through and be like, who like this guy was good in college. Like he showed the chops, but like I have a feeling like he could he could process well to the NFL and Jacob Eason as well for um at Washington nice. the Huskies. So yeah, that, I mean they're, they're all these this is a very good QB class I like it all it's gonna be it's gonna be Burrow's show for sure though like just with what he's done like dude has earned it all and yeah if it, if the same question to me Burrow all day he he reeks of everything I love about a quarterback just the way just that deep arm and everything and just exploiting um secondaries so I agree I like that question though it, it's it's Burrow. Yeah, Burrow is definitely, in, in regards to that question, Burrow's behind Jackson in terms of uh, ceiling. And um, as long as the Bengals just don't mess it up, <laughs> as long as the Bengals just don't, I don't trust them. I don't trust them. But let's, let's if, they, if he went to the Chargers, I feel like it would be better. I, I really, I would be stoked for him. But, like, I'm really not that stoked for him going to the Bengals. I like Zach Taylor. He's a, he's a McVay disciple. He was QB coach for the Rams yeah. for a couple of years. Learned, but... And and I think he's a good coach, but I just feel like I just the Browns, man. I mean, not the uh, the Brown like the name of the Browns, the owners of the Bengals. Um, I think that's who they are because they're they're, they're been, making bad decisions. All there's been the rumors season. that Burrow's gonna pull Eli Manning or something. So <laughs> I don't know. He's from Ohio. Oh. I mean, yeah, Mike Brown, Burrow. I think. Who is the owner, president, and GM. A, a Ohio, It's all one guy. It's Mike Brown. Burrow's an Ohio native, so he, he would never be able to step foot back into his hometown if, 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 he, if he pulled an Eli yeah. Manning. Pulls <laughs> John Elway. And look how it look how worked, out, worked out for Elway and Manning, even. Like, both two chips. Yeah. yeah. Well, Elway had a little um, more leverage. I mean, he was threatening to go play baseball and had the talent to do so. But Yeah. I don't know. Have you watched that thirty for thirty as well? The uh, the eighty four draft. I, Have you seen that? That one caught up. I caught bits and pieces of it, but I, I, I've I've okay. got a lot to catch up on, including the Bills one you mentioned earlier. That one sounds amazing. Yeah, they're they're both coming into play, which I love. 
uh, in this conversation because they're so incredibly important. That that might be the best draft class of all time. That um, from Elway to Marino, that's what mm-hmm. that's what the thirty for thirty is called because Marino waited the whole time. And he, oh, it's a great look into his house. He went upstairs pouting, like I hate this because <laughs> nobody was picking him. Kind of like, uh, kind of like Aaron Rodgers, and he made us all pay for it, right? Yep. <laughs> our special team, our uh, our kickers and punters, uh, repeat of the 2010s. We got Tucker and Hecker on the first team. I like it. I think I think they're in a great position to repeat. And first team head coach. I think Shanny and then a handful of others that can be thrown into the mix just if we want to quantify it. But yeah, we talked a lot of head coaches and I like them all. I'm liking this list though. It's, it's a good look. So we'll have to ask Sasai who he had for uh, tight ends and linebackers because I wonder if he's going to dispute me. I, I probably on Chandler. <laughs> I should probably, I should probably just phone that one in. Uh, probably above T, definitely above TJ Watt. Because Chandler Jones has proven that he's far. All right. Got our list. I'll send that over to you guys. Keep it locked away. Write it on a piece of paper. Put it in a time capsule, whatever. Let's keep it. <laughs> let's keep this active. Let's let's have conversations about this over beers and pool or something at some point. But yeah, it's a fun, fun show, man. Great job to you guys. It's a, a lot of research and everything, but feel like we got it down perfectly. Yeah, no disrespect to you, Kyle, and your pick, but I respect Jamal Adams, but you got to put my boy Derwin James yeah, in. Yeah, no, James, James is a beast. And another guy that he stays <laughs> healthy, you know, he's got nothing but bright lights ahead. I did forget James. I'm putting him in there, man. I love Derwin. No, no, it's it's fine, man. There's so much to break down. Like, you got <laughs> to nah, nah. go with your – when you do that, when you, when you do what you did, you went with your gut, and that's exactly what we, because we're going to look back on it. We're probably going to look back and be like, yeah, Derwin James was a beast, but so was – so it was Adams and Gilmore and Tredavis White and Nakuna yeah. even. So it's I I love that. I definitely you you guys do when you put it down in your own notes, do your parentheticals and be like, This should have been here, yeah. but we're gonna let it slide. To to leave it open for discussion at that point in time, be like, Look, I wrote it down right here. What were you thinking? <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot for listening. If you are, it's been a lot of fun. We'll uh probably be back at it. Um, later this week, get all the guys together, get Sasai up in here. Yeah, my name is Andrew Irvin. I'm with Austin Taylor, Kyle. Guys, always a pleasure, and um, we'll catch you guys later. Yes, sir.